0: This is the culture.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Culture Wave Media Network. If you haven't already, please be sure to check us out on social media at Culture Wave Media on Instagram, as well as at Cinema Wave Media on Instagram and TikTok. Right now, we're actually running our combined list for CinemaWave, t- <laughs> cinema wave, which is really fun. So please check that out and let us know what you think. Also, please subscribe to our channel, hit that like button, and be sure to comment and share with your friends. So today, I obviously, I'm Liz Seiko, and I am joined by Zach today, where we are going to be talking about a very interesting film that just came out. Asteroid City. Wes Anderson's new one.
0: Lots of stuff to talk about with this movie. Um, This is another Wes Anderson movie we haven't had. A movie from him in two years with French Dispatch mm-hmm. right before this. Um, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about your own viewing because we saw the movie separately. Yeah. So what? Give me some of your first takes, uh, some of your first thoughts on the film.
1: Overall, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, not my favorite storyline of out of his like uh, overall film umography but i love the aesthetic i love the style and i thought the soundtrack was great um and i don't know i thought it was a really good wes anderson film
0: i i would agree i would agree with you on um pretty much pretty much everything okay i did not dislike this movie um i just uh, would agree i was a little underwhelmed okay yes okay. i think that um they had it was a great, great scenery. Adam Stockhausen is, mm-hmm. um, Wes Anderson's key production designer mm-hmm. in most of his movies, if not all of them. Um, I have to fact check that later. But <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I really enjoyed all of the scenery. Um, all of the work that the art department does is basically a keystone in Wes Anderson's movies in the last, I don't know. I mean, just about his entire body of work. He has a great aesthetic that everyone is drawn to continuously, and I think that was the biggest selling point for the trailer at least. Um, So I think uh, it was a star-studded cast. It was typical Wes Anderson fashion, but yeah, I feel like the story was a little underwhelming with as far as where it was going. I, I didn't think that it had necessarily a plot like it was one of those movies where it was very plot driven or it was character driven. There was a lot of characters engaging with their characters in the environment, but not necessarily pushing the story forward. The story mm-hmm. was kind of um,
1: so. I think it's one of his like yeah. simpler stories almost. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I feel like sometimes his films are like very. I'm like choking a little bit right now. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Okay. No, so pull it back. So so I think that sometimes his stories are a little bit too much, Mm. but then he's kind of gone in that rhythm of having like an overwhelming amount of different Mm. plot lines going on. And I felt Mm. like this was his most simple storyline, which Mm. is why it was a little disappointing because it was more focused on shot, like the cinematography Mm. rather than, giving us a ton of different scenes focusing on mm-hmm. like different oh this character is going this way and this character is going this way mm-hmm. which i felt like the french dispatch had almost too much going on like yes. I, it was very I, cluttered i yeah. did not like that honestly is probably one of my least favorite movies of this mm-hmm. um but asteroid city i liked it i thought it was just kind of simple mm-hmm. i think he focused more on the relationships almost between the characters especially mm-hmm. like Um especially between like the father son played by I gotta pull up the
0: Oh Jason Schwartzman.
1: Jason Schwartzman and Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah. Um well not Tom Hanks. Who is his son? Uh Jason Jason Schwartzman's son. Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. Which I don't know if he's ever been in I I didn't recognize him, did you?
2: (sighs) Let's
0: uh let's do a dive. I am let's do a dive into Oh my god,
1: wait, he's been in like so many of Wes Anderson's films. He was in Moonrise Kingdom.
0: Really? Wow. I think he played he must the just younger... look different to us. I think then. he played one yeah. of the
1: young, like, younger kids. Mm, and then he was yeah. also in Isle of Dogs, which I mean-
0: Okay. Well, yeah, you wouldn't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recognize yeah. him, probably. It's,
0: I think it was- So I did like their relationship. I thought that was obviously- Jason Schwartzman, Schwartzman is basically the protagonist in the film, mm-hmm. I think, because it, it centers around him and his family. And in terms of- his relationship that's given the deepest dive especially yeah. with his his wife passed away off screen um he's trying to figure out how to tell him and he has that quirky moment <laughs> with them he's like oh yeah it was a couple days ago i haven't found <laughs> out how to, how to tell him you haven't
1: you
2: haven't told, told them, them, that them? Their mother died <laughs> and then they're
0: like is mommy coming back he's <laughs> like so no bad. so um and that was the classic Wes Anderson quirkiness. Yeah. The dry humor.
1: I thought it was a really very, funny script, though.
0: I thought it was I, – I didn't – You didn't – you, you disagree? I, thought, I disagree. Time. I only disagree because I felt like a lot of the jokes didn't land in some spots. Like, there were – there was a couple of great moments, but I overall – none
1: of Wes Anderson's jokes land, though. They're th- all meant the, to be kind of like – was yeah. that funny? Was that not funny? Yeah.
0: Well, there's like and then uh, I think the best example of it is Grand Budapest because they're all so eccentric yeah. characters and they're so weird in their own way yeah. and then they're just saying these super outlandish things but I think even in that movie it's like it's like okay, then we're going to go uh escape the prison with the files mm-hmm. and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and all these like crazy little sequences and details yeah. like breadcrumb throughout the whole movie, and this one, I I felt like it was maybe even the pacing that was dragging a little mm, bit more. Okay, and I felt like
1: there was no like purpose, kind of.
0: Yeah, and that was I think because the story didn't have as much of a drive. Like, yes, there's an alien coming to Earth, but mm-hmm. is the alien going to do something, or like, are we going to do something? Like, are mm-hmm. we going to go break out and tell people, or are mm-hmm. we going to let them? the ending happens so it took a lot
1: a long time for them to actually get to that big event of like the alien coming down onto earth i I don't i mean i didn't look at the clock but i feel like it was almost like a full hour in yeah more than half but it was funny because after uh like the credits were rolling uh Mm -hmm. there was a couple sitting next to me and they both after were like did anybody understand that does anybody know what this was just about I and had a few people like
2: smiling. that too. Yeah, they were like, "That was
1: okay,"
0: and then they left like immediately yeah. when it was but, over. But,
1: but, like, what do you think the like point of this movie was? Because I feel like that's he, what
0: I'm still trying to figure out. Are you? I'm still like a little pretty... lost in a haze a little bit. Do you? I, I'm. I'm. This was one of Wes Anderson's movies where I retained maybe four scenes from the movie. Wow. I cannot. I'm, a lot of it is very fuzzy. Like, there's... I liked the scene with Jason Schwartzman's um, relationship with ScarJo. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the alien landing, the initial one. That it was, was so... <laughs> so like, weird. So odd. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> but I think it's meant to be weird.
2: It is. It is. And that was good. A, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then um, I, I did like the mother... Um, See, I liked when Tom Hanks was like, "You can't bury her. Here. I'm not going to bury <laughs> my three daughter. daughters." Yeah, her ashes. Me. Yeah, and then they um, were doing
1: like a witch like ceremony. Yes, yeah, and then
0: he's like, "I don't think you're
2: witches or something." That was that was great. <laughs>
1: yeah, they were like, or I think Tom Hanks was like, uh, "Witches in training." they were, "Yes, like, no, yeah, we're witches." Like, <laughs>
2: real ones yeah that was
0: good um and uh yeah then there was there was a couple of the tilda swinton um scenes yeah um but yeah i everything in between
2: you just got lost they're
0: introducing new actors like which Mm -hmm. is very typical of wes anderson with his star-studded cast um but a lot of it was filler to me i think Mm -hmm. around four essential events um there was that open-ended feeling of ScarJo's uh storyline too. Do we know what happened? Did I did I did something go over my head? She
1: just left. She just left. She just left. She just left. They were over being in quarantine.
0: So okay. All right. So I didn't miss anything.
1: See, yeah. okay. <laughs> so I, didn't. I I'm gonna kind of share my theory yes, and like I, what I figure. think the the whole mm. premise of the mm. film was. And they touched on it, like, slightly in that conversation with um, the kid who kept saying, uh, like, do you dare me? Do you dare me, Dad? And yeah. he was like, well, what's the purpose of, mm. like, life? I think Wes Anderson is, like, taking on this film. What is, like, the reason behind everything in life? Like, mm. is there a per- is there a reason and a purpose that an alien comes mm. down? Or is it just an alien came down to Earth? Is there a reason their mom died? And is there a purpose? Or did their mom just die? And, mm-hmm. like, like, is there a reason that they're not allowed to go tell the world that the alien came down? Or is it just because? Mm-hmm. And I think he was trying to take that big, huge question on without, um, like, beating the audience over the head. Because I feel like, I like sometimes... Like a deeper... Yeah, because yeah. I feel like films mm-hmm. that try to take on, like, a big, like, what are we doing here mm. and like why does everything happen in the world? I feel like you already know that message is coming from the first scene mm. and you're kind of like okay so we're going to be talking about life and like why things happen and I feel like he didn't <coughs> want he didn't want to like overkill his audience with like questioning.
0: Yeah. No, I can see that. I can I can see that because um there's also the very um juvenile perspective mm-hmm. in a lot of his movies with like just adolescence or youth, yep. and a lot of his stories center around kids or younger people, mm-hmm. and appreciation for things in the past, or um, you know, learning when you're little. So when there is little kids experiencing stuff like that, and the, the dare you scenes, and then they're also encountering an alien, so that yeah. is gonna make them question so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to figure out the world as much as the parents too um yeah I, i'm trying to unpack your, your theory like, too but i agree with like, what you're so saying like yeah Scene
1: where like the kid was asking like tilda mm. um like what do those numbers mean and she's like mm. i don't know and i think it's meant to be like
0: and he cracks it he
1: cracks yeah. it so i feel mm-hmm. like he's almost saying like adults don't know mm-hmm. and like kids will one day learn that like nobody really knows mm. like what's going on everybody just makes kind of guesses or trying just to like Assume something is happening for a reason, but there's no actual
2: mm. definitive
1: answer that you get. That's true. Um, yeah. And I kind of felt like that too of like, okay, Scarlett Johansson's character ends up just leaving and like, yeah, there's no final, that's true. like, t- bo- tie the ribbon mm-hmm. and like, give us a good happy ending. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, sometimes you just meet somebody and there's no real reason. It's just you just met that person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There aren't always as many definitive endings mm-hmm. to questions and answers and that that is a very adult thing that Mm -hmm. kids don't always have um i wanted to actually bring something up to you i wanted to see if you have any thoughts on this um i think it was with this movie and french dispatch especially that so i I keep bringing up the star-studded cast that he Mm -hmm. incorporates into the films but with this movie tom hanks was especially a newcomer and he was He's a, a big name. He's been around Hollywood for a long time, and he has a lot of range and versatility with his skills, along with everyone else in the cast. And they have their crazy roles that they've taken on in their careers outside of Wes's work. Um, do you think that Wes Anderson's style downplays any of those actors at all? Not in, ne- not in a negative way. But do you feel like, like you have Tom Hanks, you have Steve Carell, comedian, really dramatic actor, can also do comedy. Mm -hmm. You have Jason Schwartzman, um, Brian Cranston. You have like those are just a few in this movie. Um, Tilda Swinton, Scar Joe, like all these people. Do you think that um, bringing actors down to A plateau of we're going to play a Wes Anderson movie and I don't know if I'm going to integrate my personal style into this because it is kind of very Mm storybookish, I guess. It's more of like a murder mystery, like you're playing the butler, you're playing the general, you're playing the the mistress, like, but you're you're almost stripping away. I don't I don't think this is negative. I know it's probably sounding a little negative, (laughs) but I think you are stripping away some of actors abilities to play into a story, and I think it's very evident in Wes's work. Um, do you think that's a positive or negative thing, or is it more obvious in French Dispatch in this movie, too? That's how I felt.
1: I think it was more obvious in French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. I think that because the story here was so simple, he kind of like could let the actors add a little bit more. Like I feel like Scarlett Johansson <laughs> pushed the envelope a little bit on wes anderson's Mm -hmm. acting style a little bit more than other people do um i think also certain actors are just not meant to be in a wes anderson film Mm -hmm. i don't really i i didn't love steve carell in this i thought he was very um yeah reserved Mm -hmm. uh i don't just because also he's such a large actor and he is so physical and i think wes anderson films are very um like very uh they don't move almost like your acting is very all stoic. just space yeah. yes mm-hmm. and like it's almost like okay and i think this is what happens i think i mean i could be wrong but i I'm, I'm i think that wes anderson says okay this is the shot stay in here don't move Everything just needs to be face Mm -hmm. and just show me with your eyes and your emotion without actually moving because so many actors in his films just end up standing in one place and not moving at all, Mm -hmm. which is hard Um, for certain actors that are really in their bodies like Steve Carell. I think for them they almost go the opposite way where they just play it monotone. Yeah. And don't add any more to it. I think Versus,
2: that's
0: the hard line that yeah. might be hard to find with with some of these actors is 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 the the difference between subtlety and um monotone, I think because it is a lot of this stuff is a little monotone. It's like it's like, "Oh, your daughter just died." "Oh, really?" "Oh, well that sucks." I'm like that's yeah. kind of the reaction and the dryness that is wes is directing and i don't always think that's a bad thing and i think it's actually proven to be better um in most cases mm-hmm. because he has such a great way of creating that environment and i think only wes could do this style oh like, yeah there's no one else that could come in and try and imitate his style and like succeed with it so um
1: but i think yeah so like i um kind of what you're saying. I think. Some actors come in, though, and they just think, oh, I'm going to be in a Wes Anderson film. Like, I don't need to do anything. Really.
0: It's an imitation. Yeah. Are you playing that? And I think that was another one of my points is like, are you playing Wes Anderson or are you playing a the character? character? Yeah.
1: And I think mm-hmm. there's so, I think earlier films of his mm-hmm. when his style was still kind of like getting solidified, yeah. the actors had to do digging more and figure out like, OK, why does my character never smile or never laugh? or never actually react the way a human being would react versus now it's just oh i'm just in the world of wes anderson i just don't smile and i just say everything as straight face as possible Mm -hmm. um and i think like i really didn't like the french dispatch because i I, didn't either i didn't at all i thought it was all over the place i didn't really care about any of the characters too and I don't know if it's because his char- his character list is getting so big now too.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: It's hard. It's hard to be like hard to keep
0: track of those storylines yes. in two two and a half hours, mm-hmm. roughly. And I think even with French Dispatch, the one character that I, I got closest to is the painter in the prison. Uh, Benicio yes. del Toro's character. Yep. And Mostly because I felt a little bit more sympathy for him than mm-hmm. anyone else, because it felt pretty human, anyways. Yeah. Instead of um the rest of the characters, because it was, it just felt very uneventful to me. Like it felt like those little um stories out of out of a newspaper or mm-hmm. something in a short story format. Like, okay, here's one story, here's another story, here's another chapter, and it just it wasn't an overarching plot
1: I no think. So. like for me so kind of how you're like you felt mm-hmm. a little hazy in this come, yeah coming out yeah french dispatch i could not tell you what actually happened yeah i, I can't think.
0: i can't either i i remember again i remember a few scenes and that. yeah and but
1: all i remember is like timothy chalamet and yeah. i think francis mcdormand having like a, a romance yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: We're, didn't they? Were we drunk when we watched this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't
1: remember, but I feel like that's all that I remember. And, let's yeah.
2: go with that. Let's go Even with that. Even if it didn't happen, let's romance. go with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: So, so, yeah, actually, we're writing the next one. We are. So. We're, we're Fresh helping Um, the new yeah. <laughs> Um, Is there other um comments that you had on Asteroid City with... Any, would you have liked to see anything different or would you have liked to have had some closed off endings I liked ScarJo being gone like a ghost
1: I, I, like, that was I cool. liked that too I felt mm. like the um, quarantine just like being lifted and him waking up the next day and everyone being gone yeah. was very harsh mm. <laughs> I think like all of a sudden it was just like the movie's done yeah but also, wait. It was very quick. What was the ending where they're like, you can't wake up if you don't go to sleep?
0: See, that's one of the hazy scenes for me. Is, <laughs> see, that's okay. I can't remember.
2: Like, and like, I do okay.
0: re- I remember the, the alien ship, you know, going into space and yeah. doing a couple twirls and everything. And they were like, which way did it go? And all that stuff. He so stole the meteor um, yeah. temporarily, and then he put it back.
1: Well, okay. Right. He put it back.
0: This is so bad. He put it back. If you're try if you're looking for an explanation of this movie, <laughs> do not come to me about this. Okay.
1: So, so he put it back, but then remember the writer of Okay. In case nobody's seen it, it's about a play. It's like a play. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes.
0: It's-, it's very meta. Yes, yeah. it's very mm-hmm. meta.
1: It's about it starts off um showing a playwright writing this play and then it's about them putting it on but then you kind of enter the world of the play in asteroid city um and then it kind of goes in and out of uh within the play outside of the play and back and forth um but so then after he puts the meteor back they cut to a rehearsal with all the actors and remember he's like oh i want them all to go to sleep do you remember that when they're all like, lined yeah, up. I remember
0: he's like casting them, right? Yeah. And they're in the...
1: Well, because they're like, he's like, oh, I want them all to go to sleep and then have like a dream sequence. And so then the, he's like... I don't like, remember that. How do you remember that? Remember? I don't and then know. And it's like they're all asleep. <laughs> and then the one guy, oh my God, I don't know his name, but from Succession, he starts like sw- like sleepwalking. Mm.
0: Oh, oh, When they're oh, in the stadium. H- Hugo. Hugo. The Hugo character. Uh, when they're in the um, stadium...
1: Stadium. you don't remember it's like black and white shot Zach, did you see the movie tr- did you see i
2: did movie? see it i did see it i saw a movie <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so no
0: i i don't remember that you don't scene. And then, no but i do remember the playwright and edward norton being the playwright and yes, i remember they say like he
1: died spoiler yeah I guess not spoiler because like you don't.
0: It's not a huge. But that's that. See, that's that was some fuzzy stuff for me. Like that, I think not seeing some of those essential plot points. I guess they're essential at this point. I mean, I thought the mom dying. Not that they should have taken. I guess they didn't have to take a scene for her dying, but it did have an effect for the rest of the movie for a lot of other things. So I thought that some of the off-screen stuff. Yeah, but like, what do you there. like?
1: What do you think of the scene between Margot Robbie and Jason Schwartzman?
0: I didn't feel like you needed it to be honest. I I really didn't. Mm. I thought like like that was...
1: meant to be that was meant to be like the height heightened yeah. emotional arc.
0: Yeah, because their conversation is pretty deep. It's right. Well, I, it's
1: it's them yeah. like talking about. Um, like as if so they're the actors talking about the scene that like the wife and the husband the wife who died and the husband um are talking about like their son Mm. and saying like uh like what's he gonna do in life
2: Mm. yeah
0: i see i didn't (sighs) think you needed that yes i just did i don't know there was some stuff i i guess he was trying to go for those gut punches um with some scenes, but...
1: I feel like he doesn't go yeah. for gut punch, gut punches, though. I feel <clears> like he <throat> always tries to make his audience read between the lines. Yeah. Like, extremely between the lines. Like, yes. almost you need to see films, like, three times before you actually understand them.
0: I think on a second watch, I would appreciate some of those between-the-lines moments. Did I, you
1: like it enough, though, to go back I for did. a second watch? I did. I like
0: it enough. I would go back for a second okay. watch. I, I didn't think that... This was a bad film by any means. I just thought that in the grand body of work that is Wes Anderson, that he has better movies. Mm. Um, grand Budapest Hotel is my favorite. That's your favorite? Personally, yeah. Okay. Um, the story with the characters that he put together is just
2: cream on cake <laughs> for me. Yeah, you know? Like it but, was... So do
1: you think that's like peak Wes Anderson? Like, do you... <sighs> Do you think that was the best film he might ever make?
2: Might ever make?
1: Might ever make. I That's, mean sometimes be a
0: pretty dick thing for me to say. <laughs> if I was sometimes like...
1: directors have like their peak moment and then oh. they're trying to like find it again. Like a part of me thinks he needs to kind of rework.
0: I think he needs to get back to his roots with his stories.
1: I think he needs to get rid of all the made like a huge cast. Mm-hmm. Like imagine he does something kind of like like um, intimate,
0: like close. Yeah. Five, six tops. Like
1: the lighthouse. Uh, oh,
0: two, like two. Like two or like three. In one environment, like that.
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah. And I also felt like Moonrise Kingdom was one of his most personal.
1: That's my favorite.
0: And I i wouldn't even knock that choice. I love that. Yeah. It's that a great movie. movie. Yeah.
1: Because for me, that is his most, cl- that's the clearest movie of like what he's trying to yeah. project to the audience. Like, budapest is a great story and i think it's a great film but like i don't actually think it has any like meaning necessarily mm. It's just kind of entertaining
0: yeah it's it's this very ex- extraordinary circumstance that he exaggerated yeah to a big point um but moonrise has very personal
2: elements super nostalgic
1: yeah. super like love story even though it's yeah. about like young love mm-hmm. um it's about like fighting for what you
2: believe in <laughs> yes
0: yeah i i really i really like moonrise a lot i don't think like i said i don't think ashford city was a bad movie i just think that no can, I, honestly
1: he, it'd be high up on my list
0: do you think that he can make a better movie than moonrise kingdom no. Is that <laughs> No. no. <laughs> yeah. No. I think that's fair.
1: No, unless he completely does a different like I don't think he'll ever make something as like that nostalgic feeling again. And a part of me thinks that he's like searching for that. Mm. And I think it's kind of like ooh you did it. Let it be. Mm. But I also think I read something um I don't remember where. Maybe it was Twitter. You know I'm not on Twitter, but I think I read it there that somebody was like Wes Anderson just likes to take um like story arcs or story archetypes and then plug it into his style so like moonrise kingdom was like a young love story while like budapest was a murder mystery um like uh the aquatic uh
2: life of steve yeah was
1: like an adventure movie and Mm. uh Asteroid City was like a Western in like, like a, a sci-fi. Anderson. Yeah, yeah Western, sci-fi, sci-fi, Western. Yeah, And so people are like. That's a good point. Yeah, so people yeah. are like, oh, I think he's just taking archetypes of films and then being like. Now twisting gonna, it a little bit. Now I'm going to make it a Wes Anderson, like through the Wes Anderson filter.
0: That's a good way to think about it. I know, right? I guess I never looked at it like that. I didn't either. Yeah.
1: So Twitter, sometimes you're right.
2: Twitter's, <laughs> Twitter's got some good stuff. Here. But
1: although French Dispatch, couldn't tell you what that yeah that was that would be uh there. yeah
0: that was up there with the post right for news newspaper movies <laughs> <laughs> or uh all the president's <laughs> of men so, so we'll, we'll make our own separate list of newspaper movies mm-hmm. after this
1: just in case anyone wants to watch yes them. yeah
0: um so there's that but um
1: like what other what other what other film archetypes do you think you would do next well, he did. If he did, this is like, a, could you imagine this is actually how he does it? <laughs> I guess it's like. Next yeah, time.
0: right. His formula. His um, formula. I think. Well, he did bottle a bottle rocket. I just got around to finally. That was. I've um, actually never seen it. It was. It was pretty good. Was it? It's. It was his first feature. Actually, Rushmore is okay. the only one that I have not seen. Um,
1: what about Isle of Dogs? And- I I love Isle of Dogs. Me too. I, I loved it. I would
0: put that two or three probably above online.
1: Fantastic mr fox or below
0: i think just below fantastic mm. mr fox i
2: love fantastic Mr. Yeah, fox.
1: yeah it's great i feel like i've never heard of anybody say they didn't like it yeah um
2: what else, what, were, what what, were we what is an
1: archetype yes. that he's going for next so Horror? oh so Could i was saying imagine? Ball
0: rocket he's done cr- like crime it's more crime oriented okay um uh, yeah, horror. Uh, horror
1: as Wes Anderson. I think he should do it.
0: It's kind of yeah. I think he should. I think I he, think should, he should go it. for
1: it. I think like it, it could work. Yeah. I don't know if he'd want to though.
0: It would be very. It would have to be like you. Do you remember Willem Dafoe in Grand Budapest? Like yeah. how he's kind of menacing when he's not like mm-hmm. overtly grotesque. He's just kind of men. A menace. So he could do something like that, where it's still a little over exaggerated, but something darker. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Some, like maybe something like Jack the Ripper esque or something. Oh, okay. Like I don't know.
1: I don't know if he'd do that though, because he's such a like.
2: He can't child. be like, bloody. Yeah. No,
1: because all his films are so innocent, almost like childish. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if he would go that route. And then also, I I, I don't know why, but I keep thinking like then he's bordering like Yorgos Lanthimos' world a little bit. A
2: little bit, yeah. If he, if he mm-hmm. were
1: to do a horror, I feel like they'd kind of be overlapping a little bit.
0: I could see that. I could see that. I'm trying um, to think about that.
1: But aesthetically, I loved Asteroid City.
0: Aesthetically, it was phenomenal. I'm I'm Would a you big... say
1: aesthetically it was your favorite? Uh,
0: no. No, but no. only because Grand Budapest was is one of my favorite ever designed movies. Wow. So like everything it's, it was just the so The whole perfect. thing you love from it's so perfect. Okay. I mean there's just like the use of miniatures in Grand Budapest. They I just looked up some other videos um mm-hmm. recently. They did a lot of the hotel in um 18th scale, which mm-hmm. is like they do that was a pretty big miniature. Um and they basically there's all these different types of scales that they will due to real life sizes and, and other stuff like that. And um, they just incorporate that so well into the effects as well with um, the environments and the giving that two-dimensional feel that Wes always goes for as yeah. well. And the color palettes um, are just beautiful. Um, I mean, it's like if anyone wants to refute that, I dare them because <laughs> right. Grand Budapest is like so... Uh, just a a great amazing film um to look at visually um and asteroid city was i did like it a lot Mm -hmm. with the scenery um i was looking up other facts about asteroid city actually for the production design and they did a lot of forced perspective so they would film in this village they actually found a village in spain Mm -hmm. and it looks like the west which they did a great job making it converted into a wow, Western so they city.
1: actually were in – because a part yeah. of me thought that it was like soundstage.
0: It was – no, it was uh, – for the most part, from what I read, it was all on location, mm-hmm. and then um, it was a lot of forced perspective, so they made it in this very flat um, plateau in Spain, okay, and then they would set up um, rock formations in different sizes in the distance, so, and then they would even make the road – Smaller and smaller as you would walk out, so the human eye would naturally look at it and be like, Oh, that goes oh, on that for goes miles, far. but really, really it's just getting a little smaller. But on camera, it, you would never notice. And yeah, forced like, perspective is amazing. I've never really toyed around with that, but that's that's such a cool, yeah. Thing to I wonder accomplish. what other films
1: but, though have like done that. Is this the first time? Do you know if this is the first time he's used it?
0: Uh, forced perspective? Mm-hmm. No, he's used that in, in several of his other films, even um. Grand Budapest with, with the hotel and, and making it Oh, yeah, it yeah. Look, um... I
1: feel like he loves that, though.
0: Oh, he does. And he's one of the masters of using miniature work, at least in modern times. And um, he can really wrap that together with an aesthetic and finding the right ways to incorporate that visually. Um, They actually... I looked at Adam Stockhausen's interview, and he pulled from uh Billy Wilder's kiss me stupid it happened one night and uh ace in the hole so um they had a lot of other bodies of work that they were taking inspiration from um, i'm sure if you did a deeper dive on it there's was, there's was a whole catalog but um they were looking at a lot of billy wilder movies and other classic hollywood films that have those backdrops and and back in those days they had actual scenic painters like paint the backdrops and yeah. have giant giant um, backdrops to give landscapes and all those kinds of things so i think they were really trying to bring back a little bit of old hollywood into yeah. this and to me it's more impressive than shooting on a lot with a green screen and just having that because you can do so many things practically if you mm-hmm. put your mind to it and um their art team is never afraid of doing a lot of the work for something to pay off as visually as it is so
1: um yeah i have a question for you though do you think they put the art depart or like the artwork and the cinematography almost too put too much pressure on it where they then lose the story and the characters
0: i think um with wes's Mm -hmm. style maybe um, but I think he's also really good at letting the design and um, the cinematography service the story mm-hmm. and services style because he does typically frame things very two-dimensional mm-hmm. and he has a lot of colorful backdrops and scenery and environments and using color palette to evoke those emotions and other types of things. There's a whole science behind that. So I think Wes is actually one of the masters with collaboration on that kind mm. of thing. Um, and especially like you should always be servicing the story as long as it's there or in Asteroid City's case. Um, Adam Stockhausen was the production designer. and He was actually going into detail that they were pulling from a lot of the Western environment with like the rocks and Big Ben National Park and all these other places out in the west and the southwest, so they were trying to create an aesthetic, I think, and I think more of making it a backdrop than having it service the story. I think this was really just like where this pool of characters ended up. I don't think it was necessarily evoking um, it.
2: Oh, excuse me. You're dying, Seth. <laughs> <It's> you. <laughs>
1: You okay? Yeah, I'm oh, great. I'm just oh so God.
0: enthralled by this movie. <laughs> it's, it's giving me so much inspiration.
1: Um,
0: that's all I have to say. Oh, great, great. I'll I don't know, want to talk I'll, about that I'll, color anymore I'll in that ta- movie. I'll take it it go. was great. I'll
1: take over. Well, I'll <sighs> say who I thought did the best out of the cast. Yeah. I was surprised by Scarlett Johansson. I actually yeah. thought that she did really well. Um, Steve Carell was probably the most disappointing for me. He
2: Yeah. Okay. I just I see that.
1: Kind of back to what I was saying before. I feel like some actors come in and they're just like, oh, Wes Anderson film, like I'll be good. Like I don't really have to do much. But I, I I get the vibe that like Wes doesn't his his directing style is to tell them physically what to do, but not like emotionally living inside of themselves what they should be achieving. I think he just lets the actor fill that space. Um which, if some actors are just coming in being like, "Oh, I just have to stand on my mark and like mm. not overact," then they think they're doing a, a good job. But I felt like, like Steve Carell's character, I just felt like was very bland. Like there wasn't anything entertaining yeah. or like different.
2: It was just
0: the motel owner, yeah, just kind of making like, little quippy comments, yeah, in between.
1: And like I felt like he could have embodied. I don't know. I think that he could have just taken it a different way. Um, while mm-hmm. like Scarlett Johansson, I feel like she didn't let the barriers of a Wes Anderson film mm. stop her from.
0: I felt her character was the most well-defined.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she actually uh, was still acting. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Not just like. There was
0: more depth to it. I think that was what kind of what I was getting a little bit. Mm-hmm. um with my comment about his to- like almost dialing people down mm-hmm. to a style. Um, but I felt like she integrated a little bit of her technique into that. So, yeah. But
1: mm-hmm. then do you feel like um, maybe people like it? Maybe some of the actors like it. Cause I feel like he always works with the same one. and So they want to go back to him. <clears throat> so maybe, yeah. which is why I think he isn't such a like, as a director, he doesn't tell them exactly how to act. He just tells them, this is my shot that I'm doing. Don't leave the spot, but do what you need to do. Which is why I feel like some of these huge actors want to keep working with him because they want to be able to actually do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And not just be told, "Like, okay, now you're going to be... I need you to be more emotional or like, I need you to be more intimidating or... Uh, i think he just kind of is like let's see what happens yeah um yeah because i mean there are so many people that he just keeps working with yeah even for small roles like who was um i don't know his name but the guy that played the uh like lobby boy oh i just had that i just
0: i just had his name
1: uh up. tony
0: tony revelry yes Revoluri. Yeah. he played like such a small role yes. in
1: asteroid city yeah and, and I, I saw like, him
0: there i was like is that the same guy and then it was so uh, yeah. yeah
1: and so i was like i think i think people just really like i thought him. he was
0: undersold a little bit I yeah because right? he was so great in grand Budapest. For a
1: part, honestly he didn't even speak for like half the movie until no. they yeah. had like that like the president is giving us a message yeah and then he had like side comments to say but Adrian I was just Brody's surprised. another one. Mm-hmm. He's Even also... Tilda Swin. Tild- like... Tilda's
0: probably got the most, along with Bill Murray. Yep, I think.
1: Um, I, I'm curious. What did you think of Brian Cranston?
0: I liked Brian Cranston. Um, I mean, I always loved Brian Cranston, <laughs> but um, yeah, he he was a good fit for a TV narrator in that like Ed Sullivan phase. I of, agree. You know, this is a teleplay, and we're going to be very formal and. The
1: 1950s but also not boring yeah. no we're like he was animated he was yeah. animated where like every time he came on i was like okay he's gonna help along with the plot and like yeah. tell me some key points yes and but he kept it like and this is this is what's mm-hmm. happening now like don't don't lose us even though they lost yeah. they lost you a little bit but. he was
0: definitely walking <laughs> us through the movie like just as it, it was very meta in that way yeah it was he was literally telling us chapters and then they would even have the title cards of like scene one to three. And I think for me too, I thought that it dragged a little bit because they showed me that. Like they were like scene one to three. Scene four to seven. Oh you didn't like that? I didn't love it because I was like, oh this is only the seventh scene. And I was like, okay, this piece, like where where is this? Where did I get from that? I think I think after I leave a scene, I'm like, what did I get from this scene? Is it actually going to move it? Forward or are we just?
1: I liked yeah. it though because like it felt like okay we are watching mm-hmm. a play almost or like reading yeah. play. Mm-hmm. um It also made me laugh like when he was like intermission mm-hmm. optional.
2: I saw, yeah, no, I, thought I thought that, that was, was funny. funny. I thought yeah. that
0: was funny. Um, actually, when you mentioned play just now, maybe I am looking at it from a different perspective because um there's plays like like ellie kazan's mm-hmm. stuff or like cat in the hot tin roof mm-hmm. like one location uh for well one location in several rooms but um so it kind of it is it is very methodical in so we're in the town the whole movie with like yeah. asteroid city and it goes from character to character event to event with them so i guess when you look at it like a play i guess I think I it I feel works. like it might even be better as a play to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Wes Anderson play? That would be awesome.
2: That would be <laughs> yeah. great. That's a separate um, thing. But yeah.
0: Um, I, yeah. Sorry. I'm very staggered right now. It's I think okay. I'm jumping It's okay. It's
1: okay. It's okay. Um, I am looking up a, fa- a fun fact, because we do love a good fun <laughs> fact, is Bill Murray mm-hmm. was originally cast in Steve Carell's role.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Do we think that would have been better? like do you think steve was just like nervous of being in like a wes anderson film while like bill murray is just so used to it at this point he would have been like i'm gonna do whatever i want to do i think
0: it's because bill murray has that dry humor he mm-hmm. like he was one of those first screen presence guys yeah. that could mm-hmm. just like roll off the tug and be like i don't i don't really care what you guys have to say i'm like yeah and just, I'm like, let just it be. dry humor yeah it's like i don't whatever okay guys it, like that kind of behavior and that demeanor mm-hmm. so, which very much falls in line with Wes Anderson's yeah like there isn't necessarily reactive acting I think in Wes Anderson's movies all yeah. the time
1: it's just kind of like letting it be yeah which is why I again I feel like some actors are just not meant for yeah. those films mm-hmm. um like Tilda Swinton for me is like perfect because she's so weird in some of her character mm-hmm. like in, so yeah. all of her characters are so bizarre yeah, that see, she almost embraces like making everybody so uncomfortable because she's not responding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: While other actors, I feel like they're just like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to respond. I'm not gonna respond." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: I think that's a good way to.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, overall, what, what would you rate the <laughs>
0: overall out of? Ooh, out of uh,
1: out of ten okay well let's so wait wait what would you we'll go back what would you rate Budapest
0: Budapest like a 9.5 or 10 wow yeah
1: okay how high was it on your 50 films
0: I'd have to check (laughs) <laughs> on my personal list. Um it was it was
1: Imagine Budapest isn't even on one of our 20, like in our top five Oh, there
0: were so many that we had, we were
1: like, Oh, That's, how did we
2: forget that?
0: Like that was all over the place in some way. But um yeah, Budapest for me, start to finish was, was my favorite of his. This movie I would I would give a six or a seven out of
2: ten. Okay, okay. That's
1: not bad though. That's not yeah. bad. So you would Go ahead. Why do not you rank them?
0: Oh, like all of his movies? Yeah,
1: go or the ones that you've seen.
0: What well, I'll have, do it I've too. Seen most of them. Do you want to do like five? Okay. Like top five.
1: You have to include this one though.
0: I'll uh definitely not include this one in top <laughs> five, <laughs> but um,
2: it was good. Sorry.
0: Um. So my number one is is. Grand Budapest your number one number one is Moonrise Kingdom. It is. So what is your number 2, you think?
1: I'm I'm going to flip with you and I'm going to go Grand Budapest is my second.
0: Fair. I'm going to flip with you. I'm going to go Moonrise.
1: Nice. Okay. This is where it gets hard. Um I want to go Are we doing only top 5?
0: We we could do all of them. I'm I'm game. What I have actually you seen, seen all of them though? Okay, so let's just do five.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I did Moonrise, Grand Budapest. I want to say Fantastic Mr.
2: Fox.
0: I'll put that at three as well. Wow, okay. I have that as three.
1: Go ahead. What's your fourth?
0: Mmm, tough. Uh, I would say Isle of Dogs.
1: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Uh, Life Aquatic.
0: Life Aquatic. Okay. Hmm. Mm, Oh, man. I have some really big Wes Anderson fan friends. So. Wow. I don't don't know. I don't know if they're going to like me after this podcast, to be honest.
1: Uh, oh, this is challenging. Number five.
0: Five. I would put at it, maybe Royal Tenant Bombs. Yeah. I'm going to go with Royal Tenant Bombs.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm Have doing... you seen Real Time Moms? I know.
0: Okay, it was pretty good.
1: I'm doing Isle of Dogs as my fifth.
0: Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Got you.
1: Um, also, am I wrong on this? But has he never won an Oscar?
2: Let's Google it. Well, because... I'm on
1: IMDb, and usually, if it for the Oscar nominations, if they've won one, it usually says like one blank Oscars, but all it says is nominations for seven Oscars.
0: He has. Wait a minute. As as cinema waving as we are, we do not know everything about cinema, so we will refer no, to No, he's never the Google.
1: He's never won an as Oscar. Most,
0: as he never has. Really? No. But he's been nominated.
1: He's been nominated seven times. Been
0: nominated The yes. most
1: was for Budapest. Yeah. Um and Do you think he'll get a nomination year. for this one?
0: I don't know. If he didn't win for Budapest, I would be really surprised if he won for this. Nomination.
1: Do you think he'd get a nom?
0: I think think the production design will get a nomination. I think, I I guess he could get a directing nomination. This year has a very stacked list of movies. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I think he could, I wouldn't be surprised if he got in. But out of the movies this year, it might be hard so
1: yeah i don't know if the screenplay was strong enough mm-hmm. um i did love the soundtrack though soundtrack was good i thought the soundtrack yeah. was actually very fun and mm-hmm. right on point yes um probably my favorite soundtrack out of all of this
0: really yes wow Wow.
1: Well. Do you have any other thoughts on? What said I don't said? really have any other <laughs> thoughts,
0: and um, I didn't want to take up too much of your time, Liz. You know,
1: obviously. <laughs> and I didn't
0: want to roast this movie into submission and send it to the moon with the asteroid.
1: It's hard sometimes when you don't like a movie to just not. Keep yeah. Wrecking well, it. I just
0: don't want to break anyone's heart, you know. But I didn't
1: hate it though. I kind of. I, I don't I want to be a film bro. Enough. I laughed yeah. a film. Bro. I
0: don't want to be a film bro. I'd be <laughs> bro. like, no, this movie is not good. Oh
1: god. And
0: you can't watch it, and you can't say it's good. I never. Or, I never will be. I will bad.
1: say what's worse is when somebody's just like, oh, is Wes Anderson. Incredible right off the bat. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, there's good and bad. Give things. me reasons. Give yeah. me details, mm-hmm. people.
0: Especially that. Yeah. So, All right. I, I think that's gonna wrap it up, up for us at Cinema Wave for this week's episode of Asteroid City talking Wes Anderson with my lovely host Liz Seiko. And there's I'm we are sweating profusely. This is great in the studio if you guys ever want to drop in. But that is this <laughs> week's episode for the Cinema Wave podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned. Subscribe and like, please, if you haven't already. And we will see you next time.
1: Bye.